Welcome to the Woke Blokes podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Woke Blokes podcast. Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing here, joined by Nick Sutherland from MindFit. Uh, Nico up in Agnes Waters, that beautiful backdrop. What kind of trees are those, Nick? Are you... How are you with your your local fa- flora? Uh, I was about to say fauna, but that's the animals, isn't it? Uh, it is the animals. Yes, well, well picked up on there. Um, 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 an eternal student. Um, um, there's a there's an app you can get on your phone called Leaf Snap. So you take a photo of the plant or the flower or the bark, even, and it runs it through all the database and everything, and comes back. But it comes back with suggestions of what it could be. Uh, yeah, like, mm, is that really accurate? Is that really so? Uh, we had a dude come out here. Um, there's some weeds up here, uh, lantana and um, uh, long rat's tail, I think it's called. Um, so, a dude came out and just checked the property and sprayed any of those that he saw. And he was so knowledgeable. He's like, Oh, and that's that, and that's that. And I'm like, Dude, can you come back? and you know, we'll just wander around and, and educate us. So he did, but we need to we need to write things down and put them on them so we get re- that repeated learning. Isn't it cool when you find someone who's just not is really you know balls deep in something that you don't not very knowledgeable in, and it's like oh. it doesn't like obviously you've got a there's a bit of you know a want to understand the local climate and that kind of thing and the, the nature around you, but I even. You know, I'm speaking to someone, and even if the topic to me isn't particularly interesting, and maybe I don't want to learn about it, I kind of love talking to those people. Oh, I just love uh, someone's energy when they're kind of inspired by a particular area mm. of life. Yeah, well, we had a plumber come out to do a couple of bits and pieces, and and I said to him, "Mate, you're not meant to be a plumber. You're meant to be a ranger or a, a, a botanist or something." Because he was like, he finished and. He's like, oh, my God, you've got one of these. And that's and his name and all the scientific names of everything. And he's like, oh, I haven't yeah. seen one of these before. That's that's massive. And uh, I'm like, yeah, all right. I think you've missed your calling. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it up here. Like, there's so many passionate people about about the land and nature and the flora and fauna. And M and I are just, yeah, really, really excited about our ongoing study in those areas. So uh, it was it was interesting the other day. Like we we had about five days of rain. The it was like the the sky just had this permanent leak. It wasn't it wasn't belting down. It was just a constant sort of drizzle of rain. Mm. But the day before that, um, Elvis appeared, and Elvis is our resident brown tree snake. Um, oh. and he, uh, he was, gonna, well, that's why we called him Elvis because when they disappeared, we were like, oh, Elvis is the building. And, um, yeah, and Elvis turned up. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then the next day it started and he just tucks himself up under the tin roof and he stayed there for five days, just hanging out asleep in this one spot. Um, and then it stopped raining and the next day off he went. So it's like he could sense. That this weather pattern was coming, went and found where he knows is dry and safe, and there's a bit of food around there, and um, yeah, let it, let it pass, and then off he went again. 
Yeah, it's they're very much moving the rhythms of nature. Their instincts are very much intact. You know, I've sometimes it's funny how we get frustrated at the weather reports and I do it every day. Pretty much I get on Google and like, you know, when's it, when am I going to be able to play golf? Like, is it going to be raining? Or not? <laughs> and then, and then you're like, I always rule like, Oh God, they can't get it right. And then I'm like, just go outside and like, have a look around and, you know, move with, with whatever rhythm. And, em, em, and I, em and I had this because she, she got in this habit of asking me, what's the weather doing? And we'd both literally woken up. Uh, four minutes earlier and, and i was like i'm i'm not a meteorologist honey i'm not a i i, I don't know i haven't, I haven't. and i said to <laughs> it happened for about two weeks and I, I said and we're in a room and there's a, a window right there we can open the blinds walk out on the balcony and you can see what the weather's doing you're creating this sort of reliance on me and i'm ignorant so I don't know. I've got nothing to tell you. And you're going to end up having to go and either look yourself on the phone or step outside and see the weather. And she's like, oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's so interesting. Um, Part of the learning up here, you know, permaculture, we had Luby um, on a a episode as a guest on on the podcast. Um, And one of the principles is, is observing. And that's what meditation is, observing things as they are. So as we're here, we're observing what the animals are doing they're coming and we're to start learning and by us observing and watching them we're going to start acting in rhythm with them to some degree um but the weather up here dictates and determines everything if, if you if you've got something planned for the day uh and it starts building down well you've got to put that off and go and find something else to do. Or if it's stinking hot, you've got to get your work done early in the morning if you're working outdoors. And then, you know, so I've really got to work with the weather up here instead of against it. But as you said, and it's so funny, so many people shake their fists at the weather because it's not acting as they would prefer it to be. So um, it makes sense yeah. why so many ancient cultures worship the sun. You know, like their lives have been so dependent on the weather and those movements that, you know, they would literally build monuments to the, to the sun and worship it and not even knowing how the solar system or anything worked yet, but it was sort of the Mm. source. And, you know, if it, if it rained, the gods were angry, um, and, and, and really interesting when you look at it. So people were frustrated with the weather much before us. (laughs) But, and everything grows, it's growing so quickly. I mowed, I mowed the lawn two weeks ago and it already needs doing again. I haven't been able to do it for five days. I've got to wait for it to dry out, but everything's just like just getting nourished and it's just this water than heat and water than heat mm-hmm. and everything's just going, Yeah, hey, we love this shit. Bang. Yeah, I noticed so, that being a lot of time in Thailand, you drive along and just be like, man, everything is just thriving <laughs> here because they're getting so much of those extremes. And that's, that's probably a good segue into what we're going to discuss today because under the right circumstances, things will thrive and grow. But under less than ideal circumstances, things aren't going to grow. So um, I was talking to a client the other day who used to be a fireman. He said the fire triangle of fuel, oxygen, and spark, or fuel, oxygen, and fire, they're the three things needed. Yeah, spark or ignition. Ignition it was. Um, they're the three things needed to create fire. He said any one of those elements isn't 
in there, part of the equation, it's not going to happen. Because um, he was asking how we're going up here. I said, yeah, everything just takes time, money, and energy. And you're like, bang, there's the triangle again. And and I rang you and spoke to you about our financial situation or how it was. Because um, it's just it's just taking a lot. It's just like outgoing. Like two two chippies here working every day. They're they're five hundred bucks a day. So there's a thousand dollars a day just in labour, um, plus materials on top of that, plus furniture and fittings and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's 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 without the right conditions, like without the right attitude and the right the right mental skill set or, or toolbox, I suppose, uh, it's, you're going to get very reactive. So I, I rang you and, and just communicated and uh, I don't, I don't know, what was, your, what was your opinion of me calling you and, and having that chat? Did, did, what was your observation of me? Was I, was I in any states that you noticed or? No, well, you're in a state. Oh, you can't not be in a state. Well, I got off the oh, phone yeah. and like Nixon, absolutely no state. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it, the bastard. He's done it. He's ascended. <laughs> um, no, but I, I I just love that, you know, you call me. I love that we, we have a friendship where we can call each other and talk about what's happening in our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I hope that everybody listening, you know, if you don't have that person or persons in your life, then I, you know, highly recommend we start to make, steps towards doing that because it's so and especially a money one like people are so funny about money and people have so many hang-ups about it that you know as soon as someone's you know been doing really well and then going through this you know short period of where it's struggling a bit people generally want to hide it and hopefully you've learned from listening to 90 plus episodes of our podcast hiding things and internalizing them and keeping them inside isn't going to resolve them you know and and people try and you know put on a facade around this stuff and and generally make the problem a lot worse and i think that you were uh extremely objective i suppose that was your state yeah well i wasn't i wasn't in a distorted state because most um, people whether it's money or anything else as soon as that uh i suppose stress arises we go into the amygdala um, which is a very old survival part of the brain which kind of sets the alarms off of oh my god there's this problem you know what are we going to do and we get in a very emotional state which by its nature means we're removed out of our executive center and our objective thinking. And objective thinking is what's required um, with any problem, you know, that arises or any stress. So, you know, and then, you know, a week later, you're already sorting out a lot of these problems because you've remained objective, not trying to hide it, not stayed in fear. Yeah, and that, that word that we introduced to clients, um, equanimity or an equanimous mind, it means to remain calm and composed, especially in a difficult situation. And so the 13 plus years of mental training that I've done, uh, you know, in the past, that past version of me, pre-metanoia, he would have gone straight to the amygdala and, and just gone, ah, and, and ridden this huge emotional roller coaster. But this version of me has done the work and has the tools to stay present and conscious. And all right. And, and, and it's such a, such a luxury to have that, that ability. To sit in that space between stimulus, we've got no money, and response, what what do we do? And um, just to observe it objectively, as, as you as you witness, and in that we can stay solution oriented, we can stay constructive, we can stay grateful. Um, I, I think I remember saying to you, 
you know, we've put ourselves in this position. We, we could have stayed in our comfort zone uh, of living on the Mornington Peninsula, but we chose to, to buy this land and to want to develop certain things in here so we can host people to run retreats and help, help people to heal and grow and you know, all that sort of stuff in this beautiful environment. So, you know, in keeping it in context was so important. And the reality is we're okay. When that amygdala gets that gets triggered, that anxiety, that anxiety state gets activated. Um, it's it's taking people away from the present moment. And as you said, what's required is to stay in that executive right. I've got a this is happening and that's happening. That's there. We're so hardwired to feel safe and secure. When you look at your bank account and see your resources have been depleted to a point where you start going, oh, how are we going to pay for things? You know, the, the natural uh, or normal reaction is to get triggered and frantic and, and try and, oh, I've got to fix things, do things. But you're, you're doing it mindlessly. Yeah. And, and I said to you, I'm not actually under threat here. There's nothing to actually be afraid of. We're actually, we're, we're okay. And that, that self-soothing, that self-reassurance, that grounding, that sense of trust, I'm going to manage so it. What you're talking about as well is they're also, you know, acknowledging, you know, what's happening. Because that's, a, I suppose, another trap that people can fall into is just saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, and not actually acknowledging the problem that's arising. And then that's going to cause sort of more headaches down the road. So it's like, even if we dip into that, and it's pretty... <clears throat> natural for just to dip into that amygdala which says you know not okay not okay not okay but to like you said actually just soothe ourselves and you know, no, it is okay like well you know i've we've taken a giant risk by moving up north knowing there's probably going to be headaches in some form and then when a headache arises go well this shouldn't be happening and it's like <laughs> i think i think it's important if you're um listening to this is that as we're talking about this and we'll continue to talk about the rest of the show think about something that's happening in your life right now that maybe is testing you is stressing you and you want it to go away and don't want it to be there and think about hey how is this actually serving my growth how is this an opportunity for me to see things differently you know as we're talking now you're making me remember um i think it's probably two yeah 2018 and uh, myself and melissa had uh booked a holiday we hadn't had a holiday for years and we we're just getting burnt out and run down like since we started the center we hadn't had a break at all and um, so we just booked this holiday to Bali because we're like, if we don't book this holiday in a few months' time, we're going to lose the plot. <laughs> like I was getting yeah. so stressed and run down. So we went on this holiday and um, while we're over there, we just pretty much run out of money. Um, and it was right at the end of the year, we'd shut down for January, you know, to go away. And I remember we're staying in this, you know, bloody, we'd prepay, you know, this resort. Um, we're going to a few different places and we're at this resort and we had to go and extend our stay for a two nights because I'm like, I can't pay the bill when we leave. And so I extended our stay for a couple of nights and I remember like emailing people who were meant to be starting a program when we were coming back, trying to get them to like, you know, pay their bill and everything. So I remember yeah, being yeah. in this, you know, fancy, you know, hotel resort or whatever in, in um, <laughs> St. Giggy and uh um yeah writing these emails going yep you can lock in but we got to get you paid knowing that i'm i can't leave this fucking resort <laughs> without doing it and um but what happened that same thing for me is this fight the amygdala and and oftentimes as well um we get stuck in story and as i'm remembering it now when that initial kind of shock hits there's that story like 
oh, you can't even pay the fucking bill. What's wrong with you? You're a grown man, you know? So that that narrative starts, you know? And so I had to soothe myself. I was lucky to have Melissa there to, you know, talk really openly about it. And then, um, you know, we got through that. And then also, whilst not to push away the problem and acknowledge it, we're like, well, we're going to have to do things a little bit differently um, in terms of our business so we don't, you know, end up in this situation again. And we made those changes. So... Well, Very that's an example of, like, like, as I said to you, life, life gives you, before we start a recording, uh, and hopefully everyone listening can really take this and apply it on a daily basis, that life's going to give you, life's going to test you every day. Like, it, it gives you the test first, and if you pass the test, then keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Great. But if you don't pass the test, then you've got to go and take the curriculum. You've got to sign up, sign up and... and and sit down and learn the lesson. And what is the lesson? The lesson is I got reactive, I got or I'm not running my business properly, or I've overextended myself. Or yeah, so it's it's I'm just, once again in this perpetual state of gratitude for having done the work and and being having the emotional intelligence or developed the emotional intelligence to self manage, have the self awareness and the self management or self-regulating because when I'm okay and I'm calm and composed, I'm in a position to observe others and I can then if M starts to get a bit high with it all, then I'm there for her and I can assist her and, and walk her home as you say, I can guide her through this, but I can't do that if I'm panicking and pulling what's left in the hair out yeah, no, I wouldn't want you guiding me like that either. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're the, I imagine yeah, you're in the, you know, maybe you're lost with a group of people in the middle of the woods or something. And there's the no, guy, this way. No, there's the guy way. who's steady in his dick and he goes, everybody follow me. And the other guy, ah, and we're like, I want to follow that guy. <laughs> but no, you don't want to follow that guy. Um, yeah, the, the word that I like to use is is resistance. And, you know, on a daily basis, you know, we push up against resistance. And that's part of being a human being. You know, things only grow through resistance. And us human beings tend to not like the feelings that are associated with resistance. It's like it can be so simple and so subtle. And it's like, you know, I'm running a little bit late to a meeting or a coffee or work and the person in front of me is driving a bit slow and I'm like swearing and yelling. And it's like I'm I'm meeting resistance, which maybe can teach me a lesson that I need to be a little bit more patient and relax and not worried about being on time so much. But if I don't meet resistance with that growth attitude and grow from it, guess what? Tomorrow I'm probably going to have the same problem. And people have that same problem for years and decades. And like you said, it's like we get the test, but if we're not up to the test, we'll just keep getting it again and again and again, and and oftentimes in different forms. But it's the same test for a lot of people. Well, it's like the the fire triangle again. You, you, we can't grow without the, the optimal conditions and and water. Um, you know, think of the the plant kingdom: water, sunshine, and oxygen or or nitrogen. Uh, yeah. Um, and so those three things, and and I used to love. You know, this this is how hilarious it is. You know, there, and we talk to clients about this all the time: staying in the reality of what is versus the reality of what would, could, or should ideally be happening. That's a very dangerous reality to live in. That's that's all an illusion. Um, so the reality is, man has two amazing properties. Yeah, uh, one of them 
and on the Mornington Peninsula, backs onto Arthur's Seat and a golf course and the state park and everything. And the other one in Agnes Water, it's the um, doorstep to the Great Barrier Reef and backs onto another Arthur's Seat and the state park and everything. And, and so we're so blessed. We we have an abundance, but when the resources get low, that's that's where it triggers those very yeah, natural you can't things. See it. No, and we start going into a sense of deficiency. I don't have enough. We don't have enough. We're not going to be okay. So having that capacity to sit there, what's the reality? The reality is we have these beautiful things. We could sell one. We could live mortgage-free if we wanted to. You know, it's, it's all, we're going to be okay. It's just like, ah, just, just take a breath. And um, when we were living in McRae, I'd go out the back gate onto the, the fire track leading into the, the state park and the golf course, and there's lots of ferns out there. And I'd love seeing, watching these little ferns break through the dirt and these little curls mm. sort of come through and every day you can see the the, the 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 growth and the progress that they're making but it makes me wonder what's happening under there under this it's pretty hard packed soil you know and and there's these seeds or something under the ground where there's growth and it's going to push through push through push through and it's going to break through the crust and then oh there's the sunlight and there's the water and there's the air and there's everything I need to keep growing, but um, and so I, I often look to nature for guidance. I really love getting out of my own way and go, what would nature do? Nature never rushes, yet everything is accomplished. Ah, and that's that's where I guess the, in the metanoia process, the, the cleaning out all the old shitty belief systems and operating systems that weren't serving me and filling it with philosophy. Now I have all these philosophies to employ in these times of of testing, you know. So, ah, it's just this is just this is okay. This is this is healthy. Um, yeah. I'm 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 okay. I've got two properties. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I was imagining the the fern seed just trying to yeah push up through that surface of the of the meeting that resistance and then just going ah too hard. I'm going to stay yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this shouldn't be happening. Why is this happening mm. to me? This should I be incredibly easy for me to get up through here to the sunlight, <laughs> and it's not. And that's so stupid. Um, but yeah, you spoke about comparison, and it's one of my favorite quotes: "Is you know, comparison's the thief of joy." And we're wonderful, us humans, are comparing ourselves to other people. You know, what do other people have? What are they doing? Blah blah blah. But one thing that we do so incredibly well, and we really should become aware of it and change it is comparing ourselves to some fantasy or some alternate reality that our life should be in a different place. And it's like, you know, well, I should be here. I should be there. I've had so many clients who are like, well, all my friends are getting married and having kids. And here am I, you know, single with a dog and we're comparing, you know, we think our life should have taken a different direction, but you know, if our life should have taken a different direction than it would have, things happened the way they happened and they can't be changed. And it's 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 quite freeing just to realize that we're actually in the exact right position that, that we're meant to be in right now. Because from there we can take that deep breath and go, ah, okay, this is the situation. This is where I'm at. Let's work out what my next step forward is in, in whatever this issues just, arise. This just is. This, this just, just is. is. We don't. That's where. That's where. As you said, we're very good at doing things that don't help us and applying meaning to it, um, which can Which is a byproduct of that comparison and and the, the comparing. 
um, and the word should, they're on the list of cognitive distortions. We're looking at, at reality through that distorted lens. But we can we can use comparison constructively. We can go, all right, oh, there's other people uh, who, are, who have been in the same position and, and have probably experienced the same things, and I wonder what they're doing to get themselves out of it. I wonder what they're doing to grow or to problem solve. So, you know, we can do things and use them to construct um, a way out or, or a path forward or whatever you want. Or, but most people, I'd say 90% of people that, that I've encountered um, use comparing to, to put themselves in a jail and yep. to really oh, put themselves in a deep couldn't agree place. more. It's like, you know, well, I'm, I'm 30 and I'm, I'm single and, you know, my friends get married. So it's like, because of that situation, I now have a narrative, well, there must be something wrong with me. But then also we compare this reality where we are married and then assume that we're completely content and happy if we're married in this alternate reality. It's like, go on, have you spent time with your married friends? Fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So we like, if we compound it, like you said, we, we keep ourselves um, in a jail and, and in these stories of deficiency. And But as soon as you get in there, you want you want the next thing this is this is the insatiable black hole nature of the ego it's like uh, i don't have this all right now i've got a now now I'm married yay and then two weeks into the honeymoon period and then ah oh, now i want more <laughs> now, now i want kids all right okay and you get kids you're like oh this is fucking horrible they're, they're irrational they they cost a lot of money right now now I want a divorce, and you say so you get a divorce, and you're like, "Oh, well, this is shit," because this is lonely, and 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 there's this, always this constant chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing. I, I always where- thought I wanted to name name my book like back when you know for most of my life. Um, well, this isn't what I expected because it was like the next thing. Well, if I get this job and money, it's going to be fucking awesome. Then I'd get it. And well, this wasn't what I expected. Let's get married. Well, this is what I expected. Let's go get our mortgage. This is it's just that every every chapter was like, oh, and that's exactly what you're talking about. I love that. The insatiable black hole of the ego. Yeah. It sucks know, everything in and is and not I'm satisfied. I, I use Buddhist philosophy and Stoic philosophy, and, and the obstacle is the way um, is a is in part of Stoicism, and it's like um, the motto of life is discomfort precedes success. Um, it, it, it's just the source of all suffering is attachment, is the, the first noble truth in uh, the second noble truth in Buddhism, um, and that's you know you, you talk you use the word aversion before i don't want this to be happening uh, okay <laughs> who, who made you so powerful who, who who determined that you get to say what doesn't doesn't happen in this this world so as soon as we live in this aversion of what is happening and a desire for something else to be happening we're we're, we're in that suffering prison we're in that jail cell and and then we've completely neglected um, the responsibility to ourselves to to cultivate a, a deep sense of contentment within ourselves. We are responsible for our happiness, not not another person marrying us or or having kids or being seen as ticking all these boxes to be successful or whatever. It's it's 
we have a responsibility to to learn and, and cultivate and develop this a sense of I am enough and I have enough and, and I'm grateful and appreciative for what I do have and and of course I'll, I would like more resources because I want to build a place where people can come and um, stay with us and learn and grow and heal and develop and whatever um, but nature never rushes yet everything is accomplished so it's going to happen i'm just going to trust that it's going to happen but it's not i'm not going to get what i want right now so therefore you know people look at their lives as imperfect and 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 they look at themselves through those distorted lenses and they start creating narratives for other people it's a beautiful it's not beautiful it's hilarious when when you look at dave and debbie and, and they're married and you think um, because of their social media account, that they're 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 the happiest people on earth. Um, you look at their facade, and then you start creating a narrative for them that you use them to put yourself down. You go, oh, Dave, Dave must think I'm such a loser. You start thinking on Dave's behalf. Yeah. And and Dave's sitting there going. Oh God, I'm so fucked up. Oh, this marriage is so <laughs> difficult. Oh, work so hard. Dave's Dave, addicted to Dave, pills. Dave, it's all over the shop. Dave, Dave hasn't thought of you in two weeks. Yeah. Um, Dave just wants to use you to go to the bar and drink so he can medicate and numb what he's experiencing. But you, you're looking at Dave and going, using Dave to to, to harm yourself and to put yourself down. Um, yeah. So there's so many things that we naturally do to not help ourselves because of the nature of our minds yeah there's i'm sure i brought this up on the podcast before but there was a, a did an online course with michael singer who's one of my favorite teachers and one of the lessons it went for like an hour and he just starts to you know, he's quite a spiritual teacher would be the term although i don't see him overly as that but and there's for an hour he starts talking about you know how the universe started and the big bang and he goes very very scientific in the way he's talking about it you know what happened moments after the big bang hydrogen clouds forming enough gravity where the center of it confused into helium and how all the elements were made and how stars are made and i'm like this is meant to be a spiritual talk it's just been banging on about science for about half an hour and he keeps going and then you know how earth was formed and how life started to sprout and how your great 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 grandparents by chance met at a lake which was created by the footprint of a dinosaur millions of years and all the things that had to happen for you to even exist and there's 13.8 billion years of cause and effect led to the moment that's in front of your consciousness right now and you have the audacity to look at that moment and go i don't like it and then <laughs> and when you hear it you just laugh and you're like wow it's so funny all of the problems that we think are so incredibly significant which is so incredibly insignificant, even to us in six months' time. They're probably not even going to remember them, you know, or, or look back on them and laugh. And one thing that he speaks about and really ties in with what we're talking about here is if the moment in front of you is causing disturbance, it's causing disturbance to your personal self, which is kind of like the ego. It's like another word for it. Well, so it's, it's like, like, like when, when Trevor was saying in our last podcast, you know, he, he, he thought I'm, I'm a human having a spiritual experience but he reframed it and flipped it so i'm a spiritual being having a human experience so the spiritual being of us the, the, the carbon and the oxygen and all all of that matter which we are isn't being disturbed by whatever's happening in front of us it's literally just the, the humanity within us yeah i heard a thing i think it was just yesterday it was really interesting but it's like if someone came up and started <clears throat> maybe saying abusive things to you and whatnot in a language that you didn't know You'd be like, oh, 
they, they, they <laughs> suddenly say it in English, you'd be like, oh, how dare you? It's like, that's the exact same. It's like nothing to do with you. It's just the meaning that we give it as humans. And um, so Singer would talk about, you know, deal with the personal self first. That's what we're talking about. The amygdala, the fear response, the I'm not okay, all the narratives around me, you know, I should be in a different place or should be this type of person. Like deal with that, then deal with the situation at hand because now you're mm. in such a beautiful place to then come from an objective and look at the situation through the lens of reality and make far better choices than you would make if you were, you know, all over the shop. It's, we call it turning up. Just t- keep turning up every day. Turn up and, and and managing that human experience is our primary job. The the being a father or a boss or a therapist or whatever, that's that's your secondary all those roles that you play as a human, that's your secondary job where the first one is, is right. As soon as you wake up, you're like, Oh, I'm back in this human experience. All right, okay. I wonder what today's gonna bring. I wonder what the I wonder what the the, the human mind is going to get up to today. So immediately it puts you in that seat of objectivity when you, where you can observe not all day. You're not going to be in this permanent state of observation of the self, but because you want to, you want to be in the human experience too. So it's finding that balance between, uh, my, I guess my natural state is I am in the human experience, but then, then when that starts to, create sensations or experiences that don't really feel pleasant, that's when I shift out of the human experience into the observer and go, oh, what's going on there? Oh, and then I'm in a position where I can adapt or adjust or make some changes or surrender to what is or let go or, or implement one of the tools. Yeah, well, I guess we, when we go through one of these disturbances or meet resistance, we get really disconnected from you know other people and, and the world at large mm. because it's it, all of a sudden it's a me versus them now so something traction yeah it's my, contraction. my perception yeah exactly my perception is something outside of me has caused this disturbance and now i'm i'm um at odds with whatever that is whereas if we can step back and deal with the personal reaction knowing that it's just a personal reaction inside us then i'm free to come and connect or step into whatever's happening yeah. i would get clients to get um on their bedroom wall, you know, or on their fridge or something and just have, look, whether you want to call yourself a spirit or just consciousness or awareness, all that you're going to experience today is the outside world, your thoughts and your emotions. That's it. So it was like a reminder. So you wake up and go, oh, that's all I'm going to experience. And so then it's like, <laughs> a, remi- like a reminder, like you said, that when you get lost in it, you step back again and go, oh, okay, Ryan's, Ryan's sad and he's angry about this and he thinks that person's at fault and they should fuck off. How interesting. Step back and deal <laughs> with that so I can then connect with this person. And, you know, connecting doesn't mean you let people walk all over. That's that's another misconception. People, you don't let them walk all over you. You don't let your boundaries be crossed or be taken away from whatever your mission is on this planet. But you don't do it from a place where you're protecting an ego. You do it from mm. a place where, you you know, that's why people who are more integrated, it's not their no isn't, fuck off, leave me alone. Their no is just a very calm no. There's a beautiful, for those of you oh, who've seen oh, this movie. Oh, it's a thank you. It's a, it's a thank you sometimes. Yeah. You know, a, a, a compassion, we call it compassionate boundary. It's a, but, but you've got to uh, need to be in a position where you understand that your mission is that serving the ego uh, and, and then you're setting boundaries for the ego or you're setting boundaries um, in a, for a much healthier goal and reason. So, yeah, really 
important to know whether why the boundaries are being put in place and if they're reactive no fuck off then that's a a, a triggered reactive fear-based boundary um and you've technically allowed that other person to alter your state of consciousness you've given them the key to your happiness but as you, i love the word integrated where an integrated person will sit there in that state of observation and go oh yeah, interesting this person's really trying to take me away from where i'm trying to go to um thank you for the offer i appreciate you you wanting to do that um I, i'm i'm actually moving this way but have a wonderful day you know so that that's available to us yeah the, the, the movie uh v for vendetta have you seen it oh years ago yeah oh, it's so good um that, uh, that, again. Yeah, there's a moment uh, right near the end, and uh, Natalie Portman plays this character, and she's like this timid kind of girl, and you know has all this stuff that she hasn't dealt with and going on, and then the V, the main kind of character, puts her through what she thinks is real, but he sets it up, and it's really arduous experience where she's held prisoner, you know, tortured and all that, and she goes through all the rage throughout her life and anger, and she comes out the other side, and she's like this has this inner power, like it's it's really amazing, mm. and. Right at the end, she's about to um, push the train into um, forward and step off the train, about to blow up Parliament House because the system needs to fall apart. And the main detective or the cop, he runs down to the station. She has her hand on the on the accelerator thing, and he points a gun at her and he goes, "Take your hand, you know, off that." And she looks at him, and it's just, it's so powerful. She looks at him and just says, "No." And it's just so calm. It's like, you know, it's it's powerful. Like it's such good acting. And then well, they say calm is a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. It is that I mean it, it can be a sign of just that that integration of all that. And, you know, that's when you integrate the anger, you know, in your life. And a lot of people that emotion has been frowned upon and, and suppressed to an extent. Um, then our no actually means something in those instances and it's not destructive or anything. It's just, it's just no. Mm. No means no, man. No means no. Um, I might uh, just plant a seed. I'm, I'm, I might go and watch V for Vendetta and then sit down and, and create a um, uh, retreat up here, which, which I'll, I'll play the role of V. And all the clients will be Natalie Portman's character, and we'll just put put them through this experience over ten days. And like, oh, it's happening! This is what I signed up for. But at the end of it, you'll go, ah, oh, now what have you, what have you got now that you didn't have when you first turned up? And it's like, yeah, that's where that's where that resistance, um, it's character revealing, but it can be character defining, and and it's going to reveal that. We, maybe too quick to react or run away or go into fight flight or, or we may get too aggressive or or we may freeze like a deer in headlights and and so in in times of um I don't know, challenging times we need them we need those, those times to reveal to us what we can and can't do and then develop the required internal resources um so next time the same thing comes up, next time that we get tested because we didn't pass it the first time, we go, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, I've done the work. I've, I've developed this. I've gone away and, and studied and, and built this re resilience within me or this patience within me or this surrendering within me. I've got this now. Um, and then you, you move through it effortlessly and you're like, oh, that's such a different experience to the first time it came around. 
Yeah, that's when you know, you know, we our, our character comes to the forefront. I think one, A, when we're alone quietly, you know, it starts to come mm-hmm. to the surface. And then also in those times of challenge, you know, when, you know, something's happening that maybe we don't want to happen or that's causing all these emotional disturbances. I mean, we get a real glimpse of who we are and it's important to maintain awareness and just go, oh, okay, that's how I reacted in that situation. That's interesting. Is there something I may need to to work on there? Is there something, how would I like to show up differently in that area? Now, there's a reason why we show up the way we do. And oftentimes we have to undo a lot of the conditioning that we've had around certain situations, whether it's, you know, the fear of conflict or the feeling like someone's getting one over of us, all of these kind of ego-based stuff that us humans deal with. But, you know, it'll be it'll be highlighted in those moments. As you spoke before about, um, you know, waking up, and on your bedroom wall or wherever, and and it's just reminder that you you're just going to be observing the, the outer or the external world and and your sensations um, and thoughts and everything. And um, a lot of our focus, um, you know, sort of halfway through a program with the clients, got their head around what this all is and the, and the tools and everything, is to help them to an understanding that they are the biggest source of stimulus. They're going to come into contact with because it's constant it's 24 7 it's um your thoughts and your actions your behaviors what you're doing um, and the sensations within your being and i had a client turn up to a session the other day and it was really the first time and shout out to him he knows he'll know who it is just by listening to this it was the first time i'd really observed him speaking about going internally he's doing um uh, a monthly maintenance program and for so long there was always it's his fault and their fault and they did this and that happened to me and this is it was all external and he he just had and i was my my i, I told him this too my heart expanded at one point my i just i just felt this deep sense of love for him and this sense of um uh joy and happiness for him that he's he's got himself and he he, he was a and he'd laugh at this and agree. He was probably a slower learner, um, had tended to rest on his laurels. So he's been working with me for quite a while. But it was it was such a beautiful session where, you know, this occurred and this person said that and I noticed my reaction to them and then I, I reframed what I said or I took a different approach to how I would have in the past. And I was just like, oh, you're getting it. You're not only are you getting it, but you are doing it. You are applying it. You're not just intellectually, you know, understanding of it. You're actually embodying it. Um, and, and it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, those moments are just, are just pure joy. Yeah, and that's, and that's the exact process of why I kind of get people to, through those three things because it's like outside world thoughts and emotions and so most people when they come into doing this work they're kind of just glued to the outside world part going well Mm. that's that's everything that's where everything is that's where my problems are that's (laughs) where all this stuff is (laughs) but then we start to realize that all that the outside world is is information coming in through the senses and then that information gets interpreted and then based on our conditioning and the hang-ups we have, the stories we tell ourselves, it stimulates all these thoughts and emotions. So it's like we it's like a shift where people start just moving their consciousness from solely just the outside world to the internal world of thoughts and emotions and going, Oh, 
because 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 our thoughts and emotions are kind of in here, sort of. They're mm-hmm. so close. There's no separation. Whereas the outside world, it's like you know, I can touch this drink bottle and know it's not me because it's just you know, it's got distance. But yeah. the thoughts and emotions are so close. There's no distance. So people are just glued, and there's no separation. So being able to create that separation and then start to observe those things is so powerful because then that client can have that experience. And go, oh. I saw how I reacted. It's like, what do you mean I hmm. saw how I reacted? What saw? And that's how it opens up a whole other conversation around what consciousness even is. But but linking it back to EQ, self-awareness is the first protocol in, in EQ. It's the, the first um, element of it. Um, we talk about the five steps to change. The first step to change is awareness. So we can't do much about anything unless we have this awareness and not just an awareness, but an objective awareness without applying judgment or criticism or condemning whatever it is, is occurring. It's just a, a gentle awareness around it. Just a, ah, ah, okay, that's happening. I, um, you said something earlier as well about, um, the language and the, the, someone's insulting you in a different language and you can't hear it. And I had another beautiful moment with a client this week and, it's just talking about her child and who's a bit unique and different and, and so is she and she created this narrative about, oh, no, I've made him like this and you know, really, there's a lot of uh, not nice, there's no self-love involved in it. Um, and, and we spent a lot of the session reframing it, but I said to her, you speak a different language. You, know, you, you speak energy. You're she's convinced herself that she doesn't have a a strong vocabulary Uh, and so therefore she's not smart that's the that's the sort of narrative that's going on there um and i said you are you are a ray of sunshine you are a being of light and love you are transcend language you you are you know uh yeah i just I, i i to reflect to her my observation of her uh, and said and, and your child is so fortunate and you, you can you can't help them and lead them and guide them until you're walking yourself home and until you're properly grounded within yourself and you're content within you and you own yourself completely um because all of all of these the external world people are going to have opinions of you and if someone says something that that information is going to pass through the filters and and if there's any shitty old filters for whatever reason, it, it'll find an insecurity, and then that insecurity, anxiety, anxiety, fear. I'm not being loved and liked. I'm not perfect. I'm not getting what I want. And then you're off to the races, and you're having this terrible time of things. And I'm a bad mother, and I'm uh, you know, none of that's true. None of that's true. You know, she. I, I, I said to her, I. I when I when I notice I, I have a session come out of her, my my reaction to that is just oh yay! It's just I get to spend I get to spend an hour of of my time with this woman, and um, she's incredible. But but and thankfully she she was able to grasp it and and let go of the old stuff, and and now she's going to go away and do the work on integrating the the new stuff. Yeah, you spoke about, um, as you said, owning or accepting yourself completely. And so we we often do an incomplete job 
where it's like, well, I'm I'm very much aware and focused of the things that I can't do, that I don't know, that I don't have. And I'm very much unaware or neglectful of the things that I can do and I do know and I do have. And so we're so imbalanced. We're walking around focused on all of this stuff and neglecting all of this stuff. And what happens, whatever we focus on, we're going to find more of because our filters become attuned to that. So any tiny bit of information. So let's say that I think I'm a terrible father. I've got a story about that based on who knows what. Then it's not it, true, everyone. It's not true. I'm know. a bloody fantastic father, by the way. Um, <laughs> so he... um. <clears throat> So I had a funny story about Tommy come up. I'll tell you after we stop. Um, and so, uh, so if I have that story, that narrative, then any bit of information that might somehow reinforce that narrative that I have about myself will come in and I'll start thinking about that. You know, and all of a sudden I could see something happening at the shops and I'm like, oh, I did that, you know, four years ago and that just shows mm. that I'm a piece of shit, you know. And so what happens? We find it's like, you know, we we buy a certain type of car and we see that car everywhere. It's a reticular activating system, you know. So th this happens with our thoughts and beliefs. We These beliefs that we have about ourselves want to stay alive and reinforce themselves. And if we don't, like, work with you, work with me, whoever, and snap out of it, then we'll just keep doing it and we'll keep finding evidence that reinforces how deficient we are as a human being and nothing will change decades down the road. It's, we call it convenient evidence for shitty beliefs. The, the <laughs> just, it's just convenient. It's like, see, I told you. And I'm, I'm like, no, well, you told yourself and, and you keep proving to yourself over and over how inept or inadequate or incompetent you are um and that's true you are incompetent we are we are all incompetent to some degree we can't do everything fantastically but in in your understanding of incompetence as it stands right now you are then forming a judgment about yourself and condemning and criticizing and putting yourself down and creating this very unhealthy reality or illusion around it which is not serving you or anyone else in your life so congratulations on, <laughs> on proving to yourself. We, we, I remember just, just after I got clean, <laughs> um, uh, so what happened, the, the girl that I was seeing, we were both- Did you have a shower? Me. You had a shower or something? Oh, probably I would have. I would oh, have sorry, clean. Oh, God. That's interesting. I got clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it inherently means that whatever you were using was dirty, which isn't in fact yeah. true. Your relationship to it was dirty, not the actual- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to my awareness. Um, well, it's like, it's like a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. It just undoes itself there because how can it be a beautiful place if nothing's ever grown? If nothing's growing, you're just stagnating and becoming unhealthy. So it's not a beautiful place. I think it's familiar. I don't know if it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to think about that clean one. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And then anyway, so we, we'd every now and then we'd go out in public. We try not to. We'd skulk around, you know, during the night, um, dealing drugs. But we, in, in your trackies, mate. Yeah. We, so we'd go. You know, sometimes we just go to a cafe around, but we should go. You know, do something. And then I remember we'd go to like whatever cafe it was, and we'd just be so sus and everyone paranoid, like everyone's looking at us, and you know, get out of there quickly. You know. And then anyway, just after I got clean and and I caught up with her, and she was still using, and I wasn't, and I'd kind of had my you know, transcendent experience. I was sort of on, on cloud nine. And so I we go, help everyone. we go, yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I was still trying to rescue her. <laughs> anyway, we walk into a cafe 
And I still remember it so vividly. And we walked in and all I saw, I'm like, there's people everywhere. They're connecting, talking, you know, sharing food. I'm like, what a beautiful place. And then she was like, this place is dodgy as fuck. Everyone here is like so bloody dodgy. And we sat down and I'm like, whoa, this is so interesting that we're now seeing it. And it was kind of confirming what I was going through about, you know, all this inner transformation. So it's like, what's the truth? Is the truth what I saw or what she saw? Neither's the truth. We don't know what the truth is. We can only well, have, you a, have a your truth and experience. Has That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, we will, our mind will find what we are looking for. It's just unfortunate we're looking for shit as opposed to diamonds most of the time. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no, it's 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 just ah. So, thing. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's. If you've been listening, I I mentioned it earlier, but have a think about some of this resistance or the obstacle in your life right now, and start to think. Look, is the way that I'm approaching and looking at this issue is my personal self, my ego involved? You know, do I is there things that I maybe need to deal with? Can I look at this as an opportunity for growth? where I may get, and the thing is, we spoke earlier about, you know, there'll be a little test and if you pass it, that's great. If you don't, then it'll show up in another form. It's not like when you pass a test, there's no more tests. You just get different ones. And then <laughs> and then you resign yourself to the fact that there's going to be tests. So if you're going to get them, a you might as well, you know, and I, sp- I speak about that with kids and it's like so many parents will, and I'll do it to a degree, I'm trying to limit it, but it's like pass on a lot of the baggage, baggage that we have to our kids and then they have similar issues and people go, oh, it's in their DNA. I'm like, mm, maybe to an extent. But mm. then it's like, no, no, it's like we don't want our kids not to have any resistance and issues. We just want them to have different ones. We don't want our mm. ones repeating. Like give them a different challenge in this life. <laughs> Why though? Because you're an expert in in <laughs> what you're going to give them. So you're in a better position to help them if you give them your own shit. Well, that <laughs> That lets me off the hook. I just won't do any more work on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. I think think, uh, Gabor Mate, um, he he had a good quote. It's like he's obviously, you know, the trauma expert or blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, my living's understanding this stuff, but I still made sure I put aside a lot of money for my kids' therapy when they grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I watched um, Stultz on netflix have you seen that no melissa has though she told me uh, i should yes. check it out yeah what, what were your thoughts oh it was interesting i just had a client um so this is John, for those who don't know so jonah hill went through a lot of the therapy actor. um yeah a lot of therapy and so he's sort of done a netflix thing with, with his therapist talking about different concepts yeah i had i hadn't heard of it and then uh, a client said oh well i watch this still thing and uh reminded he reminded me of you and i was like oh Okay, and why is that? He said, just just the way that you know you stick figures and all your tools and, and all these all these little you know, and that you're a drawings and everything, yeah. And I, the way I listen to tool, um, and uh, yeah. So so em and, em, em and I sat down and watched it the other night. Sorry, uh, I was just and, imagining Jonah Hill going in for therapy, and all the guy does is just listen to tool and just like love it. <laughs> all right, time's up. Maynard's the actual therapist in the room. <laughs> I know you well. You were a part of me. <laughs> Just a Sit with part that, Yeah. Sit, sit and unpack that for a session. Anyway, so, yeah, as I, I was sitting there and we kept pausing and I, I was like, oh, and this is our version of it or this is how we do it. So it was really amazing to see uh, another therapist 
I mean, I know you do it as a therapist out there, but it's just wonderful to see um, people taking this educational approach with clients instead of, of run me through your narrative and tell me your story and let's find who's to blame for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to tell you, but it's trains left the station. So I'll give you another bit yeah. of Maynard wisdom for our listeners to just think about you are okay. eternal. All this pain is an illusion. Yes, I, I concur. I concur. All right, let's wrap it up. Mm. Obstacle is the way. Right. There's actually a book called that by Ryan Holiday on Stoic philosophy as well. If, if listeners want to check that out, but really, it is it's just a a theme <laughs> or a concept. It's, 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 essentially, it's how am I becoming a better person for having been through this? this? That's that's my guiding mantra for when times are tough. How am I? Where's the lesson? Where's the learning? That's the growth mindset. How am I becoming? Uh, a better and that doesn't mean I wasn't a good person prior to this so mm. careful not to form that judgment of the, the the past version but how am I evolving how am I getting stronger or or more patient or more compassionate how am I becoming a better human through this or just go why me and blame other people whatever totally up, whatever up works, to your man. life it's your dharma whatever whatever, <laughs> whatever works <laughs> you do what you gotta do <laughs> Uh, All right. Peace out. Peace out, everyone. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time.